Hallelujah. Amen. What blessings we have today. What mercies. Mercies that are new every morning. Here today we have so many things to be thankful for. I already heard the welcomes home with Sister Rachel back there and her mom here. We're so happy to have them today. And Sister Catherine Dexter and uh, Brother Brother Tom wrote me, Brother Tom Herring wrote me and said he was going to miss today to kind of help his, his wife make sure she could get up and down. She's had knee surgery. So we um, just thank the Lord for bringing her through that. The pain's not as bad and she's doing so much better. Amen. We can look around and just see one another and just realize God has been so good to us. We have been blessed. The mercies of God, His grace, His strength for this moment in time. We're blessed. We're blessed with young men and women here that love the Lord. And You know, we, we have a special treasure in them. We have a special treasure in, in real mothers that, are, that stands for righteousness and truth. Real dads great marriages good homes the blessings of God just keep going on and on and on we can't just mention them all but we have been blessed I think about life's journey and ones that go with us in life's journey one that we join with in battle ones that we fight together with against the enemy on Wednesday night uh, while I was in service I got notification of that brother Harold Hildebrandt has crossed over on the other side he has been suffering with Parkinson for some time um for a long time he suffered with Parkinson over a decade I think and the other day with just a little cold maybe not feeling the best but just pitched over and left us just one breath away is another dimension he's not dead he's still living he's just out of our reach and out of our sight for the time of course you can see there on the right was Brother Donnie Reagan, Brother Harold Hildebrand, Brother Barry Coffey, and I'm not sure who that other person is. But as we think about it, I kind of put it in your, in your view because many of you younger ones don't remember Brother Harold, perhaps. And he wasn't, you know, active in the ministry for the last 10 years or so because of the Parkinson's or preached very limited at his home church still tried to be the pastor right up to the end they just had an 80th birthday celebration for him but the Harold and I traveled all over Africa together Nigeria and Cameroon and, and Tanzania and Kenya and Uganda I saw the great work that he did firsthand Brother John Lade testified of going to his church and in his church they would reprint books that you couldn't get 
and supplied all of Africa, actually all the world. Even we benefited from them. We received some of the books and was able to share them with believers. And um, this is over in Uganda, where that um, the believers there are just now receiving the new books that we have on the original sin and the five comings of Elijah and Jesus, the name above all names. We just sent funding for that. What are these for? These are for outreach, things that I've written there to try to help them to place it in the scripture. If you don't have them, we have them at in our library. I found that they not only help for outreach, but they also strengthen the faith of believers because you can just place it right in the word. And this man, Brother Harold, was a pioneer. Started out many years ago in home meetings in Edmonton grabbed the message, took it around the world. He heard the great commission that this message must be preached. A lot of the footprint of the message in many foreign countries was on account of Brother Harold Hildebrandt. He's the one who's helped establish hundreds of churches across the world. But now he's stepped over into another dimension. We remember him preaching our youth camp and also preaching in our Labor Day meetings, the ones we held in Menden in the Civic Auditorium, the ones we held in our church. He was a powerful preacher, a man of God. God used him in a special way. I just want to take a moment just to bow our heads and just stop here just for a moment and just think of God sending and using this servant to bless us with I remember him being with us at Brother Daniel Williams funeral and the memorial service there and the wonderful things that he said I remember love for him now they're together on the other side they are waiting on us to come to that place that God has ordained for us they're waiting what for for us to get to the point where the rapture can take place where they can come back here they're longing to take on bodies again they were made for the earth and they're coming back to earth and taking earthly bodies and with us go away for a, a marriage supper and then come back for a wonderful millennial honeymoon spend eternity together this is what heaven's all about This is a place of preparation. God's been so good to you. I wonder what will be said of your life when you stand at the end. What will be said of me? Have I made enough efforts? Have I done enough? Brother Branham would look back at his own life and he said, 50 years old, I've done nothing for the Lord. 
great men have went before us, done great things. We got to pull the rank up a little tighter now. There's others got to step in line. We got to finish this race. We are the finishers. Father, today, I want to thank you for Brother Harold Hildebrandt. What he meant to us, his friendship, his love, his camaraderie, a soldier, a man who stood and fought for Zion, fought for truth, did everything to bring them into the present truth, to see that they could bridge the gap between the denominational ages and come into the pride age. Lord, we want to thank you for Brother Harold. Lord, the many books that they printed, the work that they've done, the distributions that they made, trip after trip, spending almost the winter there every year, just trying to establish every church, help every brother do great works and translations. Lord, we want to thank you. His labors are finished now. His work is done. He goes home to rest. Back home, there's Sister Leanne, his beloved wife and two children that are there. And then from, as he's joined Sister Marlene on the other side, his wife, 20 years ago, we, 21 years ago that we would put away in the grave and she was on the other side she's been waiting for this moment for that first embrace I pray Lord that you bless their children Debbie and Wendy and encourage all the grandchildren the great grandchildren the great greats Lord what a legacy what a tribute to the grace of God men and women who are faithful to serve you I ask, Lord, that you'll just minister to hearts today. It's in the name of Jesus Christ. Strengthen the church. Brother Ed Hammermeister, as they take the word forward, whatever you do in that assembly, use them, Lord, in a great way for your glory. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you very much. We're going to read from the word today and just look into the Lord to minister to us. I'm going to read this quickly so you can be seated. You've been standing a little while. Genesis chapter 17 and verse 1. And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, and then drop down to verse 21, but my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this set time in the next year. And he left off talking with him, and God went up from Abraham. Amen. May you be, be seated. We thank God for his word today. 
Amen. It's just so wonderful to see each one of you today. And we're looking to the Lord to speak to our hearts and reveal himself. Um, Brother Timothy and I will be going to the memorial service. We'll leave out Thursday. And, and um, I will be speaking that memorial service on Saturday and be with the church there on Sunday. Timothy will also be ministering in the area to, with Brother uh, Jerry Fury. And, and um, you know, we only had a little short window of coming back home and, um, and then leaving to go to Cloverdale for their 50th anniversary. So we changed our tickets and so we'll be gone for the next couple of weeks. But don't worry, we've got a great ministry here. I did want to announce to you that um, we have uh, done some very uh, serious prayer and um, uh, thinking about what we could do as a church body. And um, we, uh, to do greater things for the Lord as we believe we're here in the end time. Uh, we have um, we have moved to support Brother Joe Adams in his ministry. He's going to be going full time and representing our church as he goes forth. Also, Brother Aaron Oglesby is going to be finishing up the school year, and then he'll be going full time in the ministry as well. We are also supporting him, and there in order that um, you know, honestly, you can't live on what offerings you get out by going out and preaching, but they'll not only just be going out, I've asked them to also uh, be aware that we need them here, amen, and we're going to be um, using them, utilizing their ministry, and also already uh, Brother Joe has um, moved out since he's already stopped work. You know, you, you, you don't wrap your mind around um, exactly what is happening here, you know, when you when you, when you can turn down um, $200,000 plus salary to go full-time for the Lord and you don't make even a, 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 you know, near, near that just something to pay your expenses and, and uh, you know, hardly to progress. So, you know, again, we, we, um, we are just uh, admire that kind of, um, you know, work. Brother, Brother Aaron is leaving a work that he has... Um, um, just a few years from retirement from that, that he could take a retirement um, uh, pay. And so, you know, there's a lot of things that are being given up to press the battle for the last laps. And we also are wanting to do everything we can to encourage the bride of Christ. Um, I will be going out again um, more that, uh, than what I have and and trying to strengthen, encourage preaching conventions, and yet at the same time prayerfully using our time. And so we, as a church body, we're we're wanting to affect the world or wherever that the Lord would lead. And uh, there's just lots and lots of work to be done as we finish the race. Now, a lot of that work we can do right here. And when I say that, we are reaching around the world. Um, Japan will listen to this message um, in the archives. It's because their their times are different. And also, the um, uh, we we have a, a wonderful work there. Of course, they're they don't belong to us. They belong to God. But we have helped establish and got a picture from them today of a wonderful work they're doing there. A revival fire is going through Uganda, where there is hundreds.
upon thousands of churches now that are just embracing the message. And they, uh, they need establishing in the present truth. And that's why that I wrote this booklet on the Godhead. And I, I'd like you to show, show that all these books that they're printing right there on, um, that we have, we have put out on the five comings of Elijah. This one establishes that God uses the spirit of Elijah five times. And it um, identifies the comings of Elijah and their ministries and where did they go um, around, the, around um, in the end time? Where they fit in the end time picture? And of course, this is, as I said, one Jesus' name above all names on, on the Godhead and on water baptism. And this is on the original sin, which is, uh, again, the, um, about the tree of knowledge of good and evil and what really happened in the garden. And so we have done that to establish them where that, um, because, because, for example, you know, we have some wonderful things Brother Branham taught, but we don't have it all in one, one picture. You've got to get it from many tapes. So we took those concepts and just placed it in the Scripture and used the Scripture to show this is a Bible doctrine. And so, again, the, these are uh, very important to the people there, and we are, we are helping them to get established. This is an area that uh, have not been established in the message that, um, that Brother Buzzabozi has going there and uh, helping them to get further established in the present truth. So there's a lot of things that are happening, a lot of places that are calling, many people that are desiring and, um, you know, even, um, uh, you know, this, this wonderful tent meeting Brother uh, Ron Spencer was in last night. And, of course, they've had other ministers, uh, Brother Jonathan Martin, Brother Wendell Martin, different others that have uh, ministered. I don't know their lineup of ministry. Brother Andrew Glover, I know, ministered there in the tent meeting. Largest gathering of people in North America that Brother Ron has ever seen to come and hear the message. So again, you know, it's a, a, a great revival that is going on, a stir. Um, you know, the devil thought he would do something with COVID and shut us down. It backfired on him. There's a great hunger in the hearts of people. Let's get out to the meetings. You know, they, these things were spoke about. Um, for example, Brother Bisco would talk about how he got on a motorcycle and drove all day in freezing weather and, and then stop, you know, at a house where he saw a light and pull up there and a man invited him in and he spent the night there. Some guy doesn't even know. And, and, you know, and then he feeds him a, a meal and puts him on the road to go again. And he drives again all the day. There was a, a burning in the hearts to, to get into those meetings. And they talked about the Holy Spirit of God falling in those meetings. And, and one side uh, speaking, you know, of of um, the Lord being mighty in battle and, you know, and then the other side waving back and forth, just waves upon waves of the glory of God. And I, you know, I, I know we have the word today. We have the message. And I believe that we can have those same things that are happening, that happened back there, happening right here. 
because we are here in one of the mightiest revivals. You say, when did this revival start? It started by the opening of the word with a prophet coming with a message. And even Brother Branham told us in 1965, the move is on for the bride. That's thus saith the Lord. We've had 56 years of of just absorbing the message and 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 getting it in our you know all of it you know at our fingertips and where we could hear it and where we could research it where we could comb through it we've had 56 years of that but I tell you what we are right now in the final stages and I believe the word that we have been hearing has become flesh and so because it's become flesh it's going to be made manifest. Now, so again, um, today we're going to be speaking on El Shaddai, the word in power. We have been ministering on this subject of El Shaddai because the appearing of God as El Shaddai was um, a, a, a picture of a type, a shadow that was prophesying of the last days. Now, they didn't know they were prophesying. They didn't realize that this was something that God was showing in type that he would do in the latter days. And the, the appearing of God as El Shaddai was a personal experience with God to Abraham. And it was more than an anointing, yet it wasn't an, an anointing. This experience anointed and raised his faith to look for the promised son. And of course, this anointing that we have been anointed with in this last day by God sending a prophet has, um, has raised our faith to look for the promised son. Now, it's not just God sending a prophet, but it is that we also have been brought into a personal experience with God himself. Now, you know, again, when this happened with Abraham, an expectation seized him. As he pondered over the things that Almighty God had said. Now, we also as a royal seed of Abraham have had the appearance of El Shaddai. The outpouring of the Holy Ghost in this last day is raised faith to believe for the long-awaited promised son to appear. Now, as we speak of that, I want you to understand we are anointed. There's no shame in being anointed. In fact, of the matter, it's great favor to be anointed. If you look there, when Jesus would open the scripture, he said, he, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And it has anointed me to preach the gospel. So again, we are here in the last day where that spirit that was anointing Jesus now came and anointed the church on the day of Pentecost. It is a continual anointed. We could go and say, well, it anointed Wesley and anointed Luther and it anointed Azusa Street. But now that anointing is resting upon a people in this last day. Now, so, you know, sometimes the thought is, oh, you know, oh, we don't want to be anointed because we don't want to be the anointed ones at the end time. But I want to say, yes, we do. We had better be the anointed ones at the end time. We are the anointed ones at the end time. The anointing wasn't sent from the, for the tear. It was sent for the wheat. And we want the anointing. We want to be anointed preachers with anointed sermons. 
We want anointed singers who sing anointed songs. We want anointed people and anointed churches and an anointed word. We want men and women who know how to get in the spirit. You see, we are, our name is not unbelief. We're not going down in defeat. We are that faith woman who, like Sarah, this princess is a mother, and she's bringing forth the king line. And we are, we are united as a princess to our Lord, the king. And so, you know, Sarah received strength by judging him faithful who had made the promise. But she had to quit putting limits on God. We must not ever put limits on him. As Brother Bradham said, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His power is unlimited. But it's limited to your faith. Do you believe it? That's confirmed among thousands and thousands of people. So his power is unlimited, but yet it's limited to your faith. Your faith can limit God. Your lack of taking hold of the promise is the only thing that's going to limit God from fulfilling the needs that's in your life. Amen. So it's like, but it's like God told Gary Walker when he went through his great trial of a, of a horrible wreck. He said, if you could see the bigger picture, you would sign up for this. And I want you to know whatever you're going through, if you could just see the bigger picture, it is, it is an opportunity for God to work. It is an opportunity for us to exercise faith. It is, an, it is an opportunity for God to fulfill his word, to show himself in a miraculous, miracle-working power. So you see, you know, again, we, we want to look at the bigger picture. You look at the problem. You look at the issue. And, you, you know, you, we look at Brother Ron and the horrible trial that he has been through. But, you know, when he preached last night with such power and showed the world a miracle. Are you with me? Amen. If he dies tomorrow, he's been one of the greatest miracles that you've ever witnessed. Amen. Because, because again, God has shown himself in power over and over and over again. Amen. So you see, we want to see the bigger picture of things. And, and, and again, you know, this was Abraham. He was walking with God, but he couldn't see the bigger picture. And God was trying to expand his vision by the visitation of El Shaddai. And, and even with, with Sarah, God rebuked Sarah when she laughed, when she snickered at the thought of the impossibility of a 90-year-old having a baby. You say, and God rebuked her saying, is there anything that is too hard for the Lord? I tell you, sometimes we need a rebuking, doubting, snickering at the old woman to church to have signs of life. Amen. Snickering that she might speak in tongues or prophesy or see evidence of the Holy Spirit working in our lives that, that young people and old alike can receive a true experience of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's miraculous. Amen. But you see, why would we doubt and snicker that the old woman, the church, can come to such a place that she can be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, 
that she too could receive the promised son that has been looked for for many, many years that many have given up on. But we're not giving up on the promise. Amen. We're not giving up on what God said. There is to be a resurrection in our day. And all the dead in Christ shall rise. There is to be a change of the body. All of these things are, are laying in here. The greatest of the miracles that has ever happened. I want to expand your vision and let you see. We are here on the verge of the greatest miracles ever happened. The change of the body. The resurrection of the dead. We're not just skeletons come to life. But dust gathers together every cell and comes back. What hour are we living in? El Shaddai gives a promise. I'm going to give Sarah a baby. What does that mean? Why is it that God would even do this? You think it was just to make um, a Jewish race? No, the Jewish race was, was the natural seed. And they were prophesying. God used them to prophesy of a royal seed. Now, so again, how in the world is all of this going to happen? These are maybe the questions that that Abraham would have when God just suddenly, abruptly left him and went up and left off talking. I told you what's going to happen. It's up to you now to believe it. Now, there was a lot of things to stagger at. And I'm telling you, there are a lot of things in our age to stagger at. How in the world will God get a people to the place they need to be in this evil age? And God lets it happen. The worst age ever. The time where Sodom repeats. The time where evil abounds. Like never before. And in that moment, El Shaddai comes. What is El Shaddai? It is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It is an outpouring of the Spirit. Brother Branham told us clearly, El Shaddai is the Holy Ghost. And this is where in type that Abraham receives the Holy Ghost. Now we know the Holy Ghost was not yet given. But God is showing of a, of a greater event that is going to happen when a people receive not a part of the Spirit of God, enough to justify your sanctify your speaking tongue, but the entire Spirit of God coming down into a people. This is unusual service. I feel the Holy Ghost all over me. I want you to be really intent. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. How in the world is this old woman going to have this child? It will be by drinking from El Shaddai. You know, by baptism after baptism of the Holy Ghost. I don't care who you are. It's time for another baptism. 
Amen. We must drink until our bodies are changed. We can drink divine healing. We can drink miracles. We can drink anything. Any promise is all there. There is no lack. We must not stagger at God's promise. Nothing is too big for you to believe for. Instead of doubting, we got to turn to praise. Amen. And we will praise him because he's more than enough. And I said, why shouldn't we? We've had enough miracles just building this church building to see that God is more than enough. You see, if God is your partner, you better have big plans. Amen. Because we are here in the continuation of the book of Acts. Abraham considered not the cancer or the brain bleed or the seizures or the old age or the sickness. I'm telling you right now, you don't even have to consider your old age. Well, it's just normal for me to be this way. No, it ain't normal. That don't have to be your normal. You can be a healthy, well, 90-year-old. It doesn't matter. It It should be normal to believe for the impossible. It should be normal to believe for divine healing. It should be what we do. I heard of a couple of skirt ladies that was in a, in a place. I got a testimony from a lady, Kathy Jeffers, and, she, and her, her aunt was given a testimony of how she went into a cracker barrel. And there, they, you know, she carried her, her aging uh, family member. I think it was a mother. And, and, and there she was in, in there in the cracker barrel. And, the, and uh, they were trying to have a meal together, her and her sister and the aged mother. And she dropped dead. The aged mother just dropped dead right at the table. And here in this, in this, um, in this moment, you know, they began to scream out, we need somebody who can pray. And, and she said, a, a bunch of these, these, she called them holy rollers. Holy rollers with long dresses come over and laid hands on her, and she raised back to life again. Said they had, they had people there that were trained to know whether somebody was dead or not, and took her vitals, and she was gone. But you see, these skirt ladies come running over there and laid hands on her. Amen. You know, and, and, and then, you know, they carried them out and the ladies went right back to eating their lunch at Cracker Barrel as if this is something we do every day. And I'll tell you what, this ought to be the attitude of the bride of Christ. That even among our ladies, they know we can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We know what to do because of who we are. A people filled with the Holy Ghost, a people prayed up, a people who know their God and does exploits. People that only consider what God says. Who turns bad situations from unbelief to a praise. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. So the devil wants to cut off our praise. Yet that's the way of, that's the way of giving voice to our victory. 
we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Amen. When we drink from El Shaddai, it brings a praise out of our life. Come on now. Listen, when the lamb opened the book in heaven, heaven worshiped and sang a new song. Amen. Whatever they do in heaven, we ought to do the same thing on earth. When the book is open to you, you're going to sing a new song and have a new worship. And you're going to worship the lamb. Hallelujah. It seems that human nature needs both order and freedom. That's kind of human nature. We want both order and freedom. And many of us handle this split in our needs by keeping order in our religious life and leaving freedom to ball games and political rallies. That's the way we split it up. We want to order in church. But we want freedom at a ball game. Amen. My goodness, we ought to have freedom at church. Amen. There ought to be a praise come forth from the church. There's got to be an amen to the word of God. There's got to be a response, Hattie Wright. You don't sit there and just nod your head. You respond and say, that's nothing but the truth. And that's a way to get God to move back to you. But you know, let me just tell you from the Bible how they handled the split. How that they, they handled it. As human nature, as I said, needs both, seems to need both order and freedom. So they get freedom at ball games, freedom at political rallies. But oh, we got this sanctimonious, nobody's supposed to say nothing in church. Let's read it from Psalms 150. Let's see how they handled it in the Bible. Praise ye the Lord. Where? Praise God in his sanctuary. Hallelujah. Praise him what? Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Amen. Praise him with the psaltery and the harp. Praise him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise him with string instruments and organs. Well, we don't want a guitar. We don't want this. We don't want a piano. We don't want that. And we don't sure don't want drums, but praise him upon the loud cymbal and praise him with the high sounding cymbals. Amen. In other words, get loud with it. Praise him upon the loud ones. Get loud about it. Amen. This is freedom in the house of God. Are you with me? Praise him on the high sounding cymbals. Watch now. Let everything that hath breath. You say, well, Brother Tim, I ain't worthy. Let everything that has breath. You say, Brother Tim, I hadn't, I've just been justified. Just let everything that has breath. You say, well, I've just barely got sanctified. Let everything that has breath. Amen. You say, well, I just got a, a, an anointing on my spirit. Let everything that has breath. You say, well, I've got the Holy Ghost. Well, surely with the breath of God in you. Surely with the Holy Ghost in you. 
Thank you, Jesus, ought to be spoken. Glory to God, it works up. And spontaneous praise. Psalms 145 and 1 said, I will extol thee, O my God, O King. In other words, I will praise you enthusiastically. That's what extol means, praise enthusiastically. And I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee. And I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly do to be praised. Do I have a witness? Sometimes up in the mezzanine you get disconnected. Amen. Do I have a witness? Amen. Do I have a witness? Amen. Praise him where that our God is great and greatly to be praised. How many back there can say amen? Amen. What about over here? Amen. Amen. You bunch of Baptists ought to move a little further. Amen. It ought to bring a praise out of your heart. Amen. It ought to bring something there where you're responding, where you're never disconnected in a service, but you are responding to the voice of God speaking to you. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. And the mezzanine said, Oh, yeah, you're going to have to do a little better. Amen. Oh, one generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. In other words, my generation, amen, shall praise his work. We're going to tell what God did for us. We got a testimony, and we're going to pass that to the other and declare his works. And every generation tells the other generation, my God is a great God. My God is a healer. My God is a deliverer. My God is a savior. He saved me. He turned my life around. response now. There's some good response. I don't care you sit back there, but respond to the word of God. I don't want anybody disconnected. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and thy wondrous works. And men shall speak of thy, the might of thy awesome acts. And I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness and sing of thy righteousness. Well, I'm tired of you talking about Drew and Sister Karen and and Sister Lana. I'm so I'm sick and tired of you bringing, uh, you know, this one up and that one and what God did for Justin and what God. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness and shall sing of thy righteousness. Glory. We have drank from El Shaddai. And it's so good. I say it's so good. We got to tell of his goodness. When they nursed from El Shaddai in the upper room, ha, they spoke in other languages telling the wonderful works of God. Yes. 
They even heard them in other tongues, other languages, telling of the mighty works of God. When you drink of El Shaddai, it's going to bring something out of you. When the Holy Ghost fell on the Gentiles in the house of Cornelius, and mine, you say, yeah, Brother Jim, that's where Peter spoke these words. The Holy Ghost set a, fell upon them. And so you just get it in your seat. Well, let me tell you, they knew that they'd received the Holy Ghost because they spoke in tongues and magnified God. Something happened. Something happened other than warming a pew. A drink from El Shaddai will make you shout. It'll make you shout the praises of God. It'll make you speak in other tongues. It will make you know who you are in Christ. He said to Abraham, I will be your God. Some says happy is the people whose God is the Lord. And the people whom he's chosen for his own inheritance. Happy are those people. Amen. First John 4 and 4, you are of God, little children. Can you identify in this scripture? You are of God, little children. Amen. And have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. Greater is he, the, the El Shaddai, the Holy Ghost that is in you, who is more than enough. Let me tell you, our God is not just external. Somewhere dwelling in the heavens above and looking down, beholding the children of man. Our God is El Shaddai. Amen. He pours out himself, the Holy Ghost within us. And from him, we drink his goodness. From the word, we receive his strength. From his spirit, we receive of his power. And greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. Amen. Why can't we praise him? Because greater is he that is in you than he that's in that cancer. Amen. Come on now. He, he, that cancer is a spirit. And we as a church have been commissioned to cast him out. Amen. Now, so greater is he that is in you than he that's in the cancer. Greater is he that's in you than that sickness. Because sickness is interrupting the very laws of God. By the way, I'm, I'm, I'm quoting from a sermon that you might know. Greater is he that's in you. And he says, you see, greater is he that is in you than that sickness. Because sickness is interrupting the very laws of God. You see, well, greater is he that is in you that is healer and creator than the devil that's interrupted the program of your life. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Greater is he that's in you than that wheelchair. Greater is he that's in you than a stretcher. Greater is he that is in you than that cancer. Greater is he that is in you than that affliction. Greater is he than anything there is the devil could put upon you. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Greater is he. So he's worthy of praise. Yes, he is. 
Greater was he that was anointing David than the Goliath, the biggest devil in the land. David considered not the size of Goliath. This wasn't in the equations. His only eye was on his God. I come to you in the name of the Lord God of Israel. He never mentioned, he never mentioned having, you know, great training and I did this and I made preparation and I'm ready and and I'm capable. He never talked about his own weaknesses. He didn't keep measuring, come on. He didn't keep measuring, he's twice my size. Nine foot tall, nine foot tall, three inches tall and I'm five foot three and a half. And spent all night sleepless because of the roar of the report of the doctor. Amen. But he said, we meet the roar of this Philistine with these words. You come to us with threats of what harm you will do to us and how you will bring us down. But we come in the name of the Lord God of Israel. That's all David mentioned. I don't need nothing else but Jesus. And because I'm full of Jesus and greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. You come with the name of lukewarmness. Amen. But we come in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You come in the name of cancer, but you are uncircumcised. Do you know what that means? You're not in the covenant. Amen. Cancer is not in the covenant. You got a different covenant than cancer. Come on. Amen. It's not in the covenant that God made between you and him. He said, he said, is there anything too hard for the Lord? You come with the name of barrenness. But I want to tell you, you shall be blessed above all people. Can I give you, I'm talking about the barren church now. Amen. Barren women, it doesn't matter. You know, barren souls. Amen. Barren homes where where children have went away and strayed away from God. Are you with me? But I want to tell you this. You shall be blessed above all people. Look at your neighbor and tell them I'm blessed. Amen. Because you shall be blessed above all people. Amen. You said, I have been blessed. I'm telling you, you have been blessed above everybody else. God has favored you beyond your expectation or even what you deserve. Amen. Somebody in this side say amen. Amen. Okay, you shall be blessed above all people. There will be no male nor female barren among you. Hallelujah. Every one of you is going to bring forth Christ. Don't matter if you're a man or you're a woman, you're going to bring forth Christ to this generation. Amen. Because you're not a barren people. You are under a covenant. He makes the barren woman abide in the house as a mother of children. Praise the Lord. As a joyful mother of children, God will take the barren woman, Sarah, and make her laugh. Hallelujah. Make her laugh. 
said, no matter if the devil said, you're too old, you're too feeble, you can't make it. It's impossible. Are you with me now? Amen. You will be a joyful mother of children. Amen. A bride of Christ is going to bring forth Christ. The spirit of Christ in this day. Praise the Lord. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine. Within your house, your children live like olive plants around your table. I'm telling you, the Bible said we're going to have our Isaac. Laughter is coming. The bride will bring forth. You know why? Because El Shaddai, who represents all the word, all of God, it represents an open book exposing the breasts of the Old and New Testament. All the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, divine promises. Lay them there, and it's not exposed to everybody. You say the seventh seal, Brother Tim, is not revealed. It's not revealed to many people. Amen. But it has been revealed to the bride of Christ. Are you with me? Amen. Nothing is held back because why? You have been brought into the secret place where God comes and gives you his own life. Now, all the word is heading up into her. Brother Branham says this in God of this evil age. He types it like the grain of wheat heads up into the grain again where it started from. The grain of wheat heads up to the grain again where it started from. Let me stop there for a minute. Do you know we're fulfilling all the types? Every promise that spoke of a bride is being fulfilled in you. You are are the absolute fulfillment of all scripture. Everything that spoke of the bride, of course, there's things spoke about the harlot, that ain't us. There's things spoke about tribulation saints, that ain't us. There's things spoke about foolish virgin, that ain't us. But every word that spoke of the bride is being manifest in bride form today. Luther only represented a part. Wesley represented a part. It was portions of the spirit. Think about that for a moment. You see, we will just say there when they, when they come into that place, they began with the cross. And that's where a lot of people are. I glory in the cross. You know, the cross, the cross and the message. You know, Jimmy Swaggart, if you ever hear, hear him speak, he'll talk about some mysterious thing that they got on the cross. Revelation on the cross. I know what it is. You know, when you come to the cross, you live any kind of dirty life and you're forgiven. You're okay because you're at the cross. So I know his secret. It's a dirty one. But that's the dirty secret of most denominations. That's why we're at the cross and God forgives us of our sins and Jesus paid the price. 
And we glory in the cross. But I tell you, there's things of his revealing, of his purchasing work, you know, that he began at Calvary expands to his claiming work where he claims the title deed for every believer because you are the names in the book. Are you with me? It's a revelation of God personally to you where he comes into you and, and he opens the book. He looses the seals. He unbuttons himself. Why? Because he's got a child. And that child needs strength. Now that child's 100 years old. But it's got a nurse to a body change. We might be 2,000 years old. Hello, Sarah. But we got a nurse to a body change. Amen. We got to start believing. I mean, come on. If we can't believe for divine healing, Brother Branham said, if we, I can't get the church to even believe for divine healing, which is just, just healing a portion of your body. How am I ever going to get you to believe you're going to be changed from head to foot? And you'll travel like a thought. So he says, like the grain of wheat heads up in the grain again, where it started from. You know, so we got a couple of types there. One type is the latter rain. The latter rain comes as the moisture. It is the pouring out of the spirit. He said, my rain shall fall as doctrine. But that doctrine is, is not just law or word only. It is spirit and life. The words that I speak are spirit and life. So you cannot separate the word from the spirit. Say, well, we got the word. Well, if the spirit isn't there, you don't have the word. Amen. You say, well, I got the spirit. If the word isn't there, you don't have the spirit. It takes both of them to make up the word. The word is spirit and life. It is also doctrine. And God brought his doctrine. And it was the latter rain. Hello. Amen. And the, and, the, and the rain fell upon us. It was the anointing of the mighty angel. Like a change of picture, it was coming down as the anointing of the mighty angel. The son of man, the word revealing himself and pouring himself out into a people. So it is the latter rain. We are part of that latter rain because the latter rain matures the grain for the harvest. It causes it to come back to the head again. That's what this message produces. Another book of Acts church. Amen. Now we got another type. And that other type is, we lay in the presence of the sun and ripen. And they're still talking about immaturity. In other words, we mature by the light of the word. 
It has nothing to do with making out the Holy Ghost and tongues and interpretation and prophecy and all the other manifestations of God. It has nothing to do with, oh, divine healing is greenness. That's not greenness. That's the life. Are you with me? Amen. The greenness was your immaturity, but God sent a message to bring you the full word where you're not, you're not just a partial, you're not just a little tiny, you're not just a shuck, you're not just a blade, you're, you're, are you, you're not just a sprout, but you are the grain again. And he says the word bride, like the wheat heads up into the head again, is heading up into the person of the word. It's heading up into the person of the word of God. Amen. The word bride heading up in the person of the word of God making manifest in this evil age we're living in. So what is happening? The word bride is heading up in the person of the word. The word now taking on flesh. The full word back again. The person of the word, it is the person it is heading up to uh, in, into is not Brother Branham. Never did he point to us as him being the, uh, as him being the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Amen. Neither did he point to us uh, any kind of personality cult leader. But he did say that the full word would be in the church. She is heading up in the person of the word. Is anybody with me now? Heading up in the person of the word. That's who the bride is. She is the person or the body of the word. This bride is the person of the word made manifest, manifest in all the word. Every promise, every gift, all of his righteousness, all of his holiness, which without no man can see the Lord. Now look, right after expressing himself as God Almighty, he appears to Abraham and Sarah as Elohim, the self-sufficient one, the eternal one, and he discerns Sarah's heart. Showing the sign of the Son of Man that the Word was here in full power. Every time there was a discernment made telling who you are, where you come from, what your problem was, what your, what your future holds, everybody, every bit of that was the proof, it was the sign, the word was now present because it discerns the thoughts and intents of the heart, only the word. So it showed us that the son of man was present. Not in Brother Branham, in a pride. Amen. Brother Branham said, I challenge you to believe that Jesus Christ is revealed in the form of the Son of Man in human flesh through the bride's body. This is where the word is on display. 
Amen. The sign of the Son of Man was operated through the prophet. But you are the you are Jesus Christ revealed in the form of Son of Man in human flesh in the bride's body. Each one of us making up a part. And you're manifesting the fullness of the word, not a part. The bride manifesting the Son of Man, Christ, his full person. His full person in bride form. I want you to get it. His full person. Not in Jesus, the man of Galilee. That's where everybody's pointing back to. They're pointing back, the man of Galilee, what Jesus did, what Jesus said. And all of those things are wonderful acts. And wonderful words. But that is not who is here today. The man of Galilee is not walking into our church. He's not preaching from our pulpits. Amen. I'm talking about the flesh of Jesus Christ. But I want you to know that the full person of the word is being manifest in bride body. He is not in the form of Jesus. He is in the form of a bride. Don't you understand? This is the bride coming of Christ. This is what Sarah was reflecting. The bride coming, a bride, a woman made new, restored, fixed. I don't mean neutered. I mean repaired. I mean made new. Amen, but just a few days later, here's a young king wants to marry her. You say, why in the world was that story in the Bible? Why did they record that? God wanted you to know the extent of Sarah's transformation because it would reflect the extent of your transformation where you would be made young again. So the bride is manifesting the Son of Man, Christ, his full person in bride form. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Amen. So again, that makes us living word of God, living epistles. We got epistles written in the Bible, but you are the word written in flesh. That's who the bride is. Now, it makes us a people born of the word that has power. Amen. The living word, the living bride, a word that vibrates with power. A bride that pulsates with life. I I, I just want to get it to you. They eat the book, but they don't just eat the book. They become the book. Amen. You eat of things, it becomes part of your body. It nourishes cells in your body. When the bride eats the word, she becomes the word. Her and the word become the self-same thing. That's why the bride does mighty acts. Because she's the word. They and the word become one. 
The bride is an open living Bible. Because we, when we receive the word, the prophet said, we become the word. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. The bride has become the open living book. By eating the book to express the fullness of God. That's why she doesn't just keep it and choke it down. And she got it and I I got the message. She speaks the message. The word comes out of her. Come on. Amen. You got to let the word come out of you instead of your old human negative thoughts. Because you are still two parts. You are human and you're God. Oh, you didn't like that. You're God. By the new birth, you were born God. Are you with me? Pigs give birth to pigs. Amen. Goats give birth to goats. Kids, we call them. Amen. Chickens give, hatch out chickens. Are we surprised? Well, what happens when God gives birth? Then God gives birth to little gods. Hallelujah. That means a life, abundant life is within you. Abundant power dwells within you. And the true bride of Christ, the true born again church in this hour, I'm quoting Brother Branham, is the living word of God. Digest that a minute. The true born again church in this hour is the living word of God. It's the word of this age made manifest. Search the scriptures and see what's supposed to be in this age. There's Christ living again, just changing his mask from one to another. Hallelujah. He once was in Luther. But then he come in Wesley. Then he changed his mask and was with the Azusa Pentecostal people. Then we saw him in the divine healing movement. And now he's here. He's saying to God, he just changed his mask. Come on. The word that spoke to Abraham and Sarah now speaks of us. We are the people nursing from El Shaddai, the Holy Ghost. Amen. Every born again son or daughter of God of this age is the interpretation of the word. This is what the prophet said. I just quoted him. Amen. Every born again son or daughter in the mezzanine, how many is up there? Born again sons and daughters. All right. Amen. Got a little participation from someone. Wake up now. Over here on this side. Amen. So you again, right here through the church. See how they responded? Come on, Mezzanine. You can do better than that. You said, Brother Tim, you're picking on the I am trying to connect you. I'm trying to get you to get to quit being another church back there that is disenfranchised from the rest of us. Get in the spirit. And if you can't get it back there, get up close where the Holy Ghost is moving. 
every born again son or daughter of God of this age is the interpretation of the word. Hallelujah. Young people, you are the interpretation of the word of God. What God wanted in a young person. Fathers, you are the interpretation of the word. What God wanted in a father. Women, you are the interpretation. Amen. Not some bob-haired Jezebel with her pants on and going out there and acting like a man and cross-dressing and everything else. Come on now. Amen. You are the interpretation of the word of God. You are that word made flesh. I say hallelujah. Amen. I say hallelujah. That means our skirt ladies ought to have a power in them that they know their God. When a crisis comes up, they know how to call God down from heaven because they have been listening on El Shaddai. Hallelujah. Amen. You feel that way this morning. Amen. Say, Mama, that's me. That's me. That's me. That's who I am. Hallelujah. You are the interpretation of the word of God of this hour. You are the message. The message is not books. The message has been made flesh. Look there, look at there in Sinai. It wrote it in tablets of stone. Is that right? God wrote for the first time in the Bible. He wrote in tablets of stone. But that's not where he wanted them. He wanted them written in a heart. And on the day of Pentecost, 120 in the upper room. Hallelujah, in the upper room, God wrote his law in their heart. They became the word made flesh. We are the fulfillment of every promise. All that God was, he poured into Christ. And all that Christ was, was poured into the church, the believers. You believe that? Let me read it again so you absorb it. All that God was. Think about all that God was. All that God is. He poured into Christ. Somebody say amen. You know he poured it into Christ. All of God. Listen. He was the Psalms of David. He was the wisdom of Solomon. He was the prophecy of the prophets. Come on church. He was all of the word in a body. Hallelujah. And all Christ was, was poured into the church, the believers. Hallelujah. El Shaddai has made a transition. It moved there. Glory to God. Amen. Just by personal experience. All that God was, he poured into Christ. And all that Christ was, was poured into the church the believers now in this time the fullness of God has come it was portions in Wesley portions in Azusa Street portions in Luther but now 
in this time, the full word of God, the fullness of God has come. What was once in Christ now comes into the bride. For now he is expressing himself. I'm quoting now. He's expressing himself in the fullness of his Godhead deity through his church. Oh, Jesus was the expression of God. We agreed with that? But now you, the bride of Christ, becomes the expression of Christ. Hallelujah, bride, he can say. She's bone of my bone, and she's flesh of my flesh, and she's life of my life, and she's power of my power. She's me. That's me right there. In another form, a changed mask. Himself in the fullness of the Godhead's deity through his church have the preeminence in this church. You know how he gets the oversight, the leading, the preeminence in you? That's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Quit making a mystery out of Christ, the mystery of God revealed. He was demystifying Christ. Amen. He was showing you that God was revealed and he, in Christ, but now he's revealing himself in the church. Are you with me? Amen. So again, when he has the preeminence in his church, listen, when you say, Brother Tim, when, when I get the Holy Ghost, I've been seeking, when you give him preeminence, the moment you give him your all, and he has the preeminence in your life, from your hair down to your feet, with your social life and your gaming. We're raising, we're seeing a whole generation of people that don't know nothing more than this. Their time is wasted. Their efforts are wasted. It's Satan's trap. It's a distraction from what's really important. We are in the midst of a body change. Are you with me? We're in the midst. We are the rapture. Hallelujah. Leave your gaming behind and get in the real game. Amen. And take on the rapture. Hallelujah. Because that's who we are. We are the bride of Christ. Now in this time, the fullness of God has come. What was once in Christ is now comes into the bride. For he is now expressing himself in this last day. Himself as a, in the fullness of the Godhead bodily deity through his church. Have preeminence in the church. What? Now listen, stop there a minute. How did Abraham stagger not? He had to give the word that El Shaddai said preeminence. Before then, you know, Ishmael was his. And now God says, no, it's not going to be Ishmael, it'll be Isaac. Now he has to refocus. 
Now he has to change and realize God's going to do something very supernatural here. Amen. And God gives him some instructions. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then Isaac shall my seed be called. And you'll name him Isaac. And God leaves. Don't question me no more. Believe what I said. Stop asking me. Why me, Lord? Why am I going through this? God might be sparing you from a lot worse things. As I traveled to church today, there was a man in, you know, meeting here, turning into a nursing home. I said, thank you, Jesus. That's not me. It ain't me turning into a nursing home today to go see a beloved one that don't know who I am. Amen, a lot of things, you know, but again, you gotta have God, give God preeminence. Preeminence, you gotta change your thinking. Take down the negative thoughts. Start believing in the impossible. The anointed man, now the anointed people. Christ's a mystery. The anointed man, how many can say Jesus was anointed? Amen. Hallelujah. He hath anointed me to put up Isaiah 61. You know, let, let me just see that for a moment. Let's just look at the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings, I got some good news to those who surrender themselves. Amen. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. How many is brokenhearted this morning? Amen. He's here to bind you up. He's here to proclaim liberty to the captives. No longer, no matter how long you've been bound in sin, no matter how long you've had this sickness, no matter it doesn't matter how long, how long he has come to what proclaim liberty. Hallelujah! Proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God and to comfort all that mourn, which is 1 Thessalonians 4. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Right now, we're here in the junction of two. The acceptable year for the Gentiles is closing out. You are getting your last call, Gentiles. Amen. The day of vengeance of our God is about to start. Amen. But in the middle of all of that, he gives a comfort to those that mourn. Hallelujah, for those that sign cry because the abomination of the city, for those that sin makes them sick, to them that this is no longer my home to have Sodom all around me. The perversions, the demonic oppressions, the horrible things that happen. Our streets and our neighborhoods turned in, 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 into to violence. But listen, now it was the anointed man. How many believes that? 
Amen. Put the scripture back up for me. Amen. The spirit of the Lord's upon me. Now, Brother Brother said, now, somebody say now. Up in the mezzanine. Now. Oh, this one over here. Now. All right, I want you with me now for what he says. For the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And Brother Branham says, the anointed man, which we all agree Jesus was the anointed man. Now, the anointed people. Hallelujah. Now, this scripture is your scripture. Hallelujah. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. How can I preach? How can I stand here in this evil age? How can I live for God? Because the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because the Lord hath anointed me to preach. To preach. Good tidings. You can be saved. You don't have to be lost. You can be healed. Amen. You can cheat death itself. Hallelujah, because we're about to get victory over death. So we might as well start getting victory over it now. Hallelujah. Amen. Remember, he will bruise Satan under your feet. You have been called in this age to be a serpent bruiser, a devil defeater. The devils, they flee from you. Now the anointed people, now the spirit of the Lord is on me. For me to be what? Anointing me to preach. I'm a woman. You're a living Bible. Brother Branham told us in souls in prison. Now he said, you don't know, but you little lady with that little bun on your head that slicked back and peeled like an onion and sitting there that everybody's making fun of. You don't, they don't know you're the one holding the wrath of God off of this earth. It's all because of you that it hadn't all broken to chaos. You know why? Because there's going to be an escape in this day. The vengeance is coming, but not on you. You're going to be pulled out in a moment, a twinkling of an eye, be changed, and then you're going to be translated to another dimension. Well, Brother Dean, I don't know about this. Well, Harold Hildebrandt was the other day. The anointed man, now the anointed people. Oh my, to bring back the anointed bride and bridegroom. Hallelujah. Why is he anointing you? To bring back a woman that fits him. That the Lord has anointed her to be the living word. He has sent us to bind up the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound Next, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord that God still calling and mercy is still open. But the day of vengeance is coming and we're right here on the cusp of it. Amen. It's not going to get better in this world. It's about to get worse. I'll tell you why. Because when those feet, those feet of pillars of fire, which is the bride of Christ, the body on the earth, when she is lifted up from the earth and the feet are taken off the land and the sea and the powers that are there, all hell is going to break loose. Do you know why? Because as we go up, Satan is cast down. You are part of the casting down of Satan. Hallelujah. The ultimate casting down of Satan 
you, that is where you're at. You, that is your calling, your placing. And right now you can cast him down in your life. You have the power within you. You have the healing within you. You have the miracle within you. You have the rapture within you. If you got the Holy Ghost, you got it all in you. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we still connected? Amen. You know what it is? Anointed man. Now the anointed people. Oh, the man of Galilee. Now he's walking around down the streets of Menden. Hallelujah. Today he came to church as was his custom. Hallelujah. Tomorrow he'll go out in the world and what will he do? He will turn Satan down on every hand. He will defeat Satan. He will stand and have victory and give testimony of the blood of Jesus Christ and the power of our God. Is somebody with me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's exactly the truth. Hallelujah. Now the anointed people, you are the anointed of the Lord and you are anointed for battle. You are anointed to tear Satan's kingdom down. You are anointed to be the triumphant church. Hallelujah. That's who you are. Can you say amen? Can you worship him this morning? Can you say the lamb is worthy? Hallelujah. The husband has now taken a wife to himself. Bone of his bone. Life of his life. Power of his power. And you are his anointed body. Hallelujah. Amen. Just raise your hands and come to Give voice to it. We are here even declaring the day of vengeance upon Satan. Amen. We are declaring vengeance over death, hell, and the grave. We are declaring vengeance over cancer. We are declaring, come on, church. We are in the day and the hour. We are declaring vengeance over every devil, over every demon power. Let the musicians Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What is it as a bride coming into her possession? She's possession her inheritance. She knows who she are and who she's called to be. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Right now, declare vengeance over that devil that's been turned. Declare it. Amen. He is kinsman adventure. He'll come on your side. You're not in this by yourself. You are the anointed people. I believe it. The anointed bride of Jesus Christ. That's who you are. The son of man personified in human flesh. The word in full power. That's what that means, son of man. The word in full power in a bride body. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is where every denomination passes off the scene. 
This is where the focus comes on a bride. Boy, this is where there's been churches, churches, bride, bride, but there's now a bride on earth who is the word. This is not something future. This is not another prophet going to come and bring it. This is not another move of God. It's already right here. What you've waited on, what you've looked on, what you believe for is now being manifest in human flesh. Do you believe it this morning? We ought to believe it to all our heart with everything within us. Amen. I thought I would get through with this today, but I'm going to just run down to just a little part here for a moment. Where are we? What is happening? Brother Brandon would preach, what is the attraction on the mountain? One time it was Christ manifesting himself through a prophet, bringing the word. But where is the attraction now? It is changed from the prophet to his prophecy. I'm quoting. I'm quoting. It is changed from the prophet to his prophecy. Do you realize you are the prophet's prophecy? He foresaw a bride coming just like you. Hallelujah, you're looking at your flesh. I'm looking at the El Shaddai that's in you. Hallelujah, I'm looking at the Holy Ghost that's being manifest in a bride body. And Satan knows who you are. Oh, yes, Satan knows who you are. I tell you what, you know, when we, we watched, we watched there at youth camp. We've seen him display himself here. We saw him in a prayer line just the other day, a little girl with her arm hideously broken. Come right back in place. We saw him manifest himself in so many different ways. Even in that prayer line, Brother Derek, after three months of not being able to smell, his smelling come back. That's what he asked for. God's here to give you what you need. It's within you. Let your faith rise up to claim it. Are you with me? Amen. We've got so many things that we could speak about just for a moment, but I just want to tell, I just want to tell the other day, because we're, we're not going to meet demons. We are meeting demons. We are not going to be Mark 16 in action. We are Mark 16 in action. The spirit of the Lord is upon us. Things are happening. Expectations are rising. Faith is building. Somebody's beginning to say, there's nothing too hard for the Lord. Amen. Somebody's beginning to judge him faithful. Not you, not your faith, not you, not your weakness, but he's faithful. We're meeting devils. We're casting them out. We saw it there on the prayer line. What was it, about six years ago, a demon there when I anointed a young girl. You know where it came in through the eye? Looking at porn. 
She invited the devil to come live with her. And it tormented her. She comes through the prayer line just unseemingly, you know, just, just praying. Maybe a little tear come down, walking down, eyes closed. And I took the oil and anointed her. And she turned into a beast. She hunched down in her face grotesque and a dark, horrible voice growling out of her, I won't come out, I won't come out. She slapped at me every way she could, but she could make no connection. We had it the other day. What was it? When you walked in, in the room, not this time, but the other time. And when you walked in the room where a devil there had a, a girl writhing on the floor, what did he say to you? Begin to scream out when they saw Aaron. No, no, no. I'm talking about the power that's in the church. I loved it the other day. You know, when at camp, when a girl came out with a counselor, she's really troubled. It was early Sunday morning. This child, young girl, one of our campers, so full of anxiety. And the, and the, and the counselor sought prayer for her and, and took her outside and met Brother Joe Adams. Yes, sir. And there he, con- he encouraged her not to fear And was just going to have a short word of prayer for her. And he laid his hand on her shoulder. And immediately her voice changed. And said, I don't like you. And I'm not coming out. Those were the words they said. Listen, when the devil says to me, I don't like you. You don't know the kind of a feeling when a devil says to you, I don't like you. I don't like him either. The feeling is mutual, devil. I don't like you either, but I love it when they tell me, I don't like you. No, 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 no. Not you. Said, I don't like you, and I'm not coming out growling. Just a young girl, about 13. And Brother Joe just said to the Spirit, I don't like you either. And you're coming out in the name of Jesus Christ. And with a, just a simple prayer, the girl relaxed and began praising God for her freedom. It didn't even take fasting for a week. It was just a prayer. You can, listen, you can resist the devil and he will what? Flee from you. I'm talking to a people the devil don't like. Hallelujah. The devil don't like no praising around here. The devil don't like me glorifying God. The devil don't like me preaching messages like this. But I'm glad to be a man the devil don't like. 
another fell out in the prayer line, was writhing, slithering on the floor. We had them through the prayer line. We done learned a thing or two. We don't work with them 45 minutes and hold up 400 people. We got others to pray for. The ushers took her to the back room. We recognized it as a demon spirit. As it walked out, Brother Ron discerned exactly where the, where the problem was in her life. Where, where the devil attached itself. Wasn't even something she did. Somebody else did it to her. Don't you realize things you go through? Many times the devil will try to attach himself to that wound. You say, well, I'm going through grief. Don't let the devil attach. Say, well, Brother Jim, my hormones are real high because I'm in menopause. Don't let the devil attach to you. We're not his slaves. We were not ordained to be his slaves. He was ordained to be our slave. That's why he has to go when we speak. Our brother Joe followed him out. We continued the prayer line. Sister Lydia, Sister Jessica went in there to pray with him. It was a real strength and help. And they were restraining the girl. Because otherwise, she'd have come right out slithering on the platform. Devil showing out. Scaring everybody else and packing unbelief. You know what they do? They come and they sound in your ear because they say, I'm not coming out. And so they come in there and they attack you right here saying, they're going to they're gonna show you up in the whole front of that whole youth camp. They're going to make a fool out of you. Comes right in your ear. But then you with boldness, you meet him. I heard your boast. Now let me tell you who my trust is. It's not in me. And you might can show me up, but you can't show my God up. Hallelujah, because my God is showing up. And when he shows up, he shows out. Brother Joe worked with this girl nearly an hour and she'd come to herself every once in a while. And she would cry, help me, help me. I, I want it out. I want to be free. I, I'm so tired. And go right back under his control. Moaning, banging her head against the wall. Literally froth at the mouth. These demons are real. They push our kids into porn. They push them into drinking. They push them into lying. They, be, they begin to push them into cutting themselves, hating their own selves, even to suicide. But they have a right to stay there. As long as the sins are unconfessed and unrepented of. It doesn't matter. The greatest preacher in the world, Brother Branham, had a man come and pin his feet to the floor. They said, is he delivered? No, he worships that spirit. He won't give it up. You can worship it and obey it, and he can be your God. He'll destroy your home, your life. There's a man up there just a year ago was delivered of constant drinking. 
He tried AA, everything. But what did he do? He lost his whole childhood. He lost his young adulthood. He was a slave to Satan all that time. But he didn't lose his soul. Because one moment in the presence of God changed everything. Hallelujah. Amen. Every desire of it went away one moment in the presence of God. You say, Brother Tim, well, I don't like this message. Well, it transforms lives. Amen. It makes real daddies and real mothers and nice families and good children and wonderful churches and good people who don't lie and steal. Why do you hate the message? Must be the devil in you hating it. I don't like the message. You know why? Because the message won't let you be a devil. Amen. Amen. I'm kind of enjoying this. I usually stand two hours. You see, they have a right to stay there as long as their sins unconfessed and unrepented of. You see, Brother Brandon said of a woman who had cheated on her husband, hit it, all of that, lived many years with her husband, you know, and, and it was that secret thing, and it began to trouble her. The devil found the place, you see, right there, root. Put her into prison. You can be a prisoner to porn, prisoner to alcohol, prisoner to drugs. Don't take but one sip. It don't take but one smoke. It starts with one. In the back end of the gable end of the soul, all day he said it was there. And all, the, all, the, all of her days, they could pour a gallon of oil on her. And kick and stomp and cast out devils as much as they wanted to. It'll never be able to find the cure till you find the cause. And you say, well, psychology. No, psychology won't find the cause. The cause is sin. You've got to find the cause first. Then you find the cure. It was right there I left God. It was right there I started disbelieving. It was right there at this spot in my life. I became friends with this boy. And he pulled me out. There was more than one demon. She'd have a moment of deliverance and another one would rise up. And finally, Matthew McGarry came to reinforce and started praying with her. Began talking with her very strong. And as I was leaving the platform, we prayed for 400 people. Brother Donnie was limp. We barely got him in the car. Me, I stood there for, for, for hours praying for people. I was exhausted. And as I walked by the room, I just pointed. And I said, God, let them find what it is. That's holding her from deliverance. And at that very moment. She began to repent. 
of all the things that were holding her. And when she repented, it came out. Her countenance changed. Her speech changed. The moaning ceased. The writhing stopped. Everything else stopped. She was at peace. Amen. The smile come over her face. The freedom began. Hallelujah. Why? Because men are anointed. We have been anointed to give freedom to those that are in prison. We are here anointed in this day and hour to stand for truth and righteousness. We are the word bride. We are the word bride. Say it with me. We are the word bride. We're the word made flesh. It was made flesh 2,000 years ago, but now it is being manifested in the fullness of its power. El Shaddai is in a place.